0: Hello, and welcome back to Movie Reviews No One Asked For. I'm Richie, one of your co-hosts, and I just want to say thank you for checking out the podcast. We'd really appreciate if you give us a follow on Instagram at MrNoafOfficial. So that is at M-R-N-O-A-F official. And give us a follow wherever you're listening to this, whether it be on Spotify, Breaker, anywhere else, give us a follow and check out anchor.fm backslash MrNoaf. And that MrNoaf is all caps. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to movie reviews. No one asked for. I'm Richie, and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. Hello. Hello to you too, Alex. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna become a thing. But already uh, is a thing. Yeah. Uh, this week. If you did not catch it in our memo last week, we are talking about the 2021 release of Candyman, which is soft reboot, direct sequel to the original, um, directed by Nia Costa, and written by Jordan Peele, Win Rosenfeld, and Nia Costa. I believe it's also produced by Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Anything I'm missing, you think?
1: Um... This this time I got my IMDb pages open. Um, I don't think you're missing anything. Uh, we have stuff. a... No? Nah, have we talked about the actors yet?
0: No. I mean, no. stars Yaya Abdul-Mateen II mm-hmm. and Tiana Paris. And I would say also Coleman Domingo has a pretty important role in the film. Yes,
1: and we will get to that. But as always, this is a spoilers only podcast is that is that the term yeah sure (laughs) uh (laughs) there
0: are spoilers in this podcast if you have not seen candyman 2021 and you would like your mind's canvas to remain untouched before you see the movie then maybe you shouldn't listen to this yet uh come back after you watch the movie and hear our thoughts
1: i would also say if you haven't seen the original candyman um, like me, <laughs> I think you are spoiled for that one too, though. I'm not like a hundred percent certain on that.
0: There is definitely things in this movie that would mm-hmm. spoil that movie. Yeah.
1: That, that, that tie to the first movie from what I understand.
0: Right. But you can watch this new one without having watched the first one. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Let's get into it. Thoughts.
1: Immediate thoughts, Alex. Thoughts indeed. All right. Um, immediate thought is like. This movie was really good. Um, this movie, it definitely. Yeah, uh, this is the type of horror movie, I guess. Well, it's not even. I don't know. Horror is such like a broad genre, you know. It's almost like mm-hmm. kind of like the superhero genre in a way, or um, you know, it's just it's just really expanded and kind of folded on itself. And in recent years, we've got I think a string of horror movies that are less focused on like jump scares, less focused on kind of shock value things. So there is some, some stuff in this that we can get to um, that, but it's more focused on like making a really unsettling atmosphere. Um, and that's the kind of horror that I I'm really into. I think like I, I get kind of screamish at some like jump scares. I'm not a fan of jump scares, um, but this was really, really good, really intriguing and it had me kind of on edge the whole time, in a way. Um, but not like, don't want to look at the screen <laughs> kind of. Right, right. Movie. No, I totally get what you mean. Yeah.
0: Um, I would definitely agree in, like, what you're sort of saying about horror is, like, more of this umbrella term for many sub-genres at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, our, you and I are sort of on the same page about this, that uh, it's in this movie specifically, there's less of a focus on jump scares and more of a focus on like, I would say there's a huge focus just on the story being told. Like, absolutely. Like all of the horror elements aside, you're still left with a really good movie, which is, you know, that's good. (laughs) This is, this is
1: a movie with like something to tell and a story to tell. And, yeah. Um you know and yeah it's a, it's a Jordan Peele produced movie you know and this isn't to say like horror movies don't you know are aren't more than just like they're they're scares. Um I mean I'll, I'll just admit like I don't know as much about horror movies as you cuz I you you're you're a fan of the horror genre right? Indeed. Indeed. I I'm I'm a fan but like a fan as in like put me outside let me watch the movie from the window kind of fan, you know. <laughs> Um, sure. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I think I've talked to you about this before. It's like I like the idea of horror movies, but I don't want to watch horror movies. You know? Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, I yeah. I
0: mean, in in a sense, the the thing about horror movies for me mm-hmm. is I uh, am also a thrill junkie. When I'm at like a theme park, I like to go yeah. on like the really fast roller coasters because I just I like the feeling of being mm-hmm. scared and like being unsettled because the feeling after is always really relieving if that makes sense
1: sure yeah because then i mean (laughs) i definitely don't like that feeling um (laughs) um but i guess definitely in a a theater because in like also a roller coaster you know it's like a controlled experience you know because you know that relief is going to come at some point um but for me, like, I don't go to movies to feel unsettled. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, that's probably a different conversation. But but right. that being said, you know, I'm someone who doesn't typically like, like horror or go to every horror movie. Like, I still haven't seen The Quiet Place 2 or the recent Conjuring movie. Um, mm-hmm. But I really like this. Um, just the same with the other Jordan Peele produced stuff. I really like this. And the horror elements were, like, perfect for me. Like, they they the way that you describe the unsettling feeling, I got that in this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like it was trying to like, you know, cheaply kind of just like scare the, I don't want to edit this early to the podcast. (laughs) Well, yeah, you you know, it's not trying
0: to just, just like, like, it's not trying to just squeeze a scare out of you. Good way to put it. Left and right, you know, not to say that there wasn't scary things in there, but it's not like there's no cheap scares in the movie. At least not that I can recall.
1: Yeah, and you know, I was thinking while watching this because I also think there's probably been a... And you could probably speak to this more than me, but I feel like there's got to be a recent trend in Hollywood to make horror movies less about jump scares for, I think, for financial reasons, to be honest. I think a lot of people... Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of people who do go see those movies for the jump scares, but I think there's a lot of people who don't, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, me included. Like, I'll avoid right. most horror movies, Um but if more horror movies were like Candyman, um, then I would I would love to, or like like it. You know, that was one that I also really enjoyed. Um, right. And I think the thing with those two movies is they put the story first in a way. Yes. You know, it's because um, we used to have like back in you know the aughts. The aughts is that a word? Like for the two thousands? Can I say aughts? You, you coined I mean? it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> cool you heard it first on, on mr noah <laughs> or okay um but back like in what 2008 when paranormal activity came out and all that right we had yes like the movie theater roller coaster experience right and there used to be those those do you remember those trailers they had when yep. they'd show I, the yeah yeah
0: exactly what you're showing they're showing like the yeah. footage from like the advanced or test screenings and it's just like Audiences and it's like like it's all green because of like the way that like the camera works and you see like them all just like jump back throwing their popcorn in the air like they're like absolutely frightened and it's
1: (laughs) yes I know I know exactly what you're talking about exactly yeah but I feel like I feel like recently like horror movies have definitely changed a lot and that's probably you can probably trace that to numerous amounts of movies but probably a good a good part being you know, Jordan Peel's stuff work with Get Out in Us. Yeah. Um, and now Candyman. Um you know, probably probably some of the later conjuring stuff and in The Quiet Place and stuff like that. And in it. I think probably those recent recent years.
0: Yeah. I mean in terms of like this feeling uh mm. where in this movie like the plot is so forward and like the horror is the setting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I would definitely Trace that, at least in my memory, back to probably Get Out, Um, especially, you know, that was like one of like the best told stories in a horror setting ever, and and it was kind of groundbreaking, and you know, A Quiet Place does a pretty good job, there's like, in my head, there's like this like two kind of camps of where Mm -hmm. horror directions are going, And one of them is, like, this sort of Jordan Peele-esque, like, themes, forward, story, narrative, like, message, prevalent approach to making horror that I think is really – it's great. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other side, um, which is also great, is, like, Hereditary and Midsummer. you know, both by Ari Aster, like, The 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 Lighthouse – Movies I'm too scared to see which are not to say they aren't really plot forward and like Mm -hmm. don't have like good messages and stuff like that. But they focus a lot on like really making you frightened and like unsettled.
1: I think just my point was that Hollywood is definitely changing the way they make horror movies. Yes. Um, You know, and I think for the better. Um, I I agree. mm -hmm. I think there's definitely a place for like the kind of B movie horror movie stuff. Like, I don't want those to go away because it is like a cool roller coaster, you know, amusement ride. But yeah, stuff like Candyman. I, I, I want to see like the thing is, like, I want to see Hereditary at some point. I don't have any intention of seeing like the Bye Bye Man, you know, or the, or like yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, bad I, order, I know what you know. mean. Yeah. I, uh,
0: I saw a movie recently. I won't say what it was, but it was just sure. like it was, I guess you'd say a horror movie. And like, it was just kind of like, why don't you say what yeah. it what it was? Cause I don't wanna throw shade at the movie. It was an okay movie, but like it, true, in my head yeah, in my head it felt like a part of that subclass of just like horror movies that like could be direct to home movies, but are still released in theaters, you know. But anyway, mm-hmm. all of this to say that Candyman shines in a way because of how good of a movie and story it is first just in this horror setting
1: completely agree completely agree and maybe we should start getting into some of the details too about this movie um so how do we how do you how do we want to set it up yeah um i mean
0: okay well the the first thing (laughs) that i think about sure like the the first thing the thing that stuck with me the most and i don't know if this will be the same for you but just because of my background the score in the movie was really
1: good. I I agree. Um, I I agree. I think I really liked like the um for me it's been okay. It's been a couple of days since I've seen it, but mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking back to the score. And to be fair to myself, this movie there's a lot to take in in this movie. Um, I definitely want to see it again at least maybe 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 two more times. Probably at least once. Right. Um, but th- what really stuck out to me in terms of score was this music box motif they had. I think they played it yep. over these really beautiful, like I think animation sections. Like, like puppets puppeteering, like shadow, like puppets. shadow puppets. Oh yeah. Those are beautiful and really, really unsettling. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's
0: actually the, the track is called music box.
1: Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I can, I can think of that melody in my head right now. And it's, um, you know, cre- the creepy music box is always a good, Always a good thing to have in a, in a horror movie, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Candyman. Like the, I think the way that it handles one, like the the character of Candyman, to the character of like, Cabrini Green, or that's that's the name of the city, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, because I, I feel like that's a huge character too, in the, or at least it feels like a presence, kind of in the same way that that it's um. Oh gosh, what was the town? Uh, it... Dairy. Yeah, dairy. Yeah, that that felt like a little bit like Cabrini Green, and you know, or like or something from Stranger Things, or something like that. Like, yes, I, it,
0: I, I I totally
1: agree. But with with a with a definite twist in not because it, it definitely kept the same motif of like this is one area that's like been affected or like cursed by this supernatural entity but the twist i think in this movie is the why and mm-hmm. the 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 blame that the movie put places um and we can get more to that later um because I, I definitely want that to be its own section but like it just in terms of in terms of a movie um yeah this i i really like how we, we we essentially follow this one character which is yaya's character um we follow him who's he's an artist. Um. Yeah, and uh, basically follow him on this like descent he has, um, which I thought was really cool and was really well done. Um, barring a couple things, I do have a I have a couple small gripes, small gripes towards the end, which we can talk about. Okay. But I, I, I think it's it's a really interesting way to to portray the movie is through this one character's eyes. It kind of reminds me of of um oh there's a there's a there's a uh, a Denis Villeneuve movie called Enemy have uh, you ever seen that no I've heard
0: a lot of good things about it though
1: or or maybe or like just a lot of Jake Chill and whole stuff but like yeah uh sure. yeah like I always like that kind of kind of character descent into into um like Nightcrawler like Nightcrawler or honestly kind of like the fly a little bit in some ways yeah like the jeff goldblum fly Mm -hmm. but especially with the body horror stuff which okay that was the one thing that i like couldn't (laughs) deal with
0: (laughs) yeah i think i think uh there's a it's not a disease but like uh, there's Mm -hmm. a fear called trypophobia i think is what it's called um you you know what i'm talking about it's like the fear of like I guess the fear of a hole. I'm not ready to get to that section. But, <laughs> like, but pretty much, like, when you're talking about, like, the body horror, like, um, Yaya's character, uh, Tony or Anthony, uh, mm-hmm. he, like, as he's getting infected with, like, the presence of Candyman, like, his body, like, just starts getting, like, a bunch of, like, holes, like, kind of like a beehive.
1: I think definitely like a beehive. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, that's, like, that's definitely the, the point. Yeah. And, uh, like his arm is just like mutilated.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like he starts like
0: peeling off his skin and stuff like
1: that. You know. Okay, so this is this is interesting for me because like this movie, I feel like I feel bad just like going in spoil with spoilers with it somehow. Okay, okay this is spoilers only podcast. Um, people <laughs> should definitely see this movie before they yeah. listen to us. Um, okay. Yeah, but like I guess if anybody doesn't care, you know, and doesn't hasn't seen the movie to kind of paint the image of what they're going for with this is like the character of Anthony is essentially following along um, or is drawn to this Candyman legend. And it, it isn't, I think that wait, I think the name Candyman isn't like even uttered until maybe a little bit into the movie. Right. Cause first it's, no, I, it's I would like,
0: say uh, it was, it was, no, it was uttered pretty, pretty early on. Like the movie opens up. I'm pretty sure with, uh, Tiana Paris's character. Hold up, let me find her real quick. Uh, Brianna, um, and her, I believe, her brother, and his partner, and then Anthony. Like all four of them are in a room, but they were calling like the urban legend. Do, and,
1: I I, feel, I thought they didn't name him in that story. It was just about Helen. Well, they they. I don't know if they.
0: I think they did though, because um, if I recall, mm-hmm. Tony in that scene. Is looking in like the reflection of his window, and he summons Candyman, but Candyman doesn't harm him. He's just like off in the background.
1: But, no, yeah. wait, wait. Actually, no, because I I, 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 you've seen it twice, so I, have I might be it super wrong. But I swear <laughs> that what what happens is they the brother brings up the story of Helen, who mm-hmm. is just investigating, and it's all Candyman is left out completely. And then and then oh, and then right. uh, Anthony yeah, right. yeah and then
0: Anthony and then mm-hmm. Anthony goes and like figures it out for himself. Well, like, he goes he to Cabrini, to Laundromat, and he gets re- yeah yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'm a dumb idiot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, okay,
1: okay. So like, to set this up. Okay. It's like because yes, there's a story at the beginning which is all about this this college student who visits this one area again like kind of setting up the mythology of this place cabrini green which is a i think a real place in chicago it like is. i watched this movie with a chicago native sitting next to me mm-hmm. um and yeah they were like helping me out with checking and checking me on stuff like rooney's a real place <laughs> um and yeah it's it's you've the first time you get anything supernatural is this like kind of tangential story which from what i understand is actually the story of the first Candyman, i think yep yeah which is pretty cool um and uh and then and then the main character goes and investigates and gets stung by a bee um and which kind of yeah and and then he meets this laundromat attendant who who tells him about Candyman, but the laundromat attendant turns out to be the kid from the opening of the movie where we see a kid get like um yeah, well, yeah. The movie, okay. I know what you're saying. So,
0: so what, I, yeah. what Alex is trying to say is the movie opens with this kid who's who's living in Cabrini in like the 70s or something like that, or the 90s, yes. one of the yeah. other like you know before Early. the current era, and um he's going to to the laundromat, and you you walk into the movie kind of knowing what is up if you've mm-hmm. seen the trailers, and uh, he he gets like scared because he hears like a noise or something like that but on his way in there he passes some cops who have like a wanted poster um and the kid turns around and he sees the person that's on the wanted poster uh and he screams and then i believe at that point there's like kind of like a jump cut because you don't actually see what happens after that until you meet this person that we're talking about the laundromat and it's revealed that he was the kid in that opening like it, it, when you watch the opening for the first time you don't have any context
1: exactly and then <laughs> the
0: guy at the laundromat's like to you know to to break the fourth wall like he he doesn't directly do this but he's he's like that's me to the audience you know he's like yeah. i'm the person that you saw in the beginning and i screamed and i saw the, the true face of terror because the guy that he saw at least from how the movie depicted him, like had no intention of malice towards the kid. And uh, the cops go and kill him and beat him to death. And uh, yeah, so that is kind of how uh, Coleman Domingo's character, which is William, Mm -hmm. uh, like kind of presents the story of Candyman to... Uh, Tony
1: yeah you know what's so interesting about this movie is in a lot of ways this movie isn't about a horror movie villain it's honestly about like a horror folk anti-hero in a way yeah that's I I, I'd agree yeah especially (laughs) towards the end um which is I thought was such a cool twist on I, I never saw the original so maybe the originals like this too but like you know um I don't I don't know many other movies that have done something similar to this. Uh, well,
0: I I am pretty sure it's in the original. I okay. I also haven't seen the original at least not anytime recently. If I have seen it it was before I could remember watching movies, but mm-hmm. um this like the themes of like racism in this movie were present in the original to my understanding. If you <laughs> there's there's a website at the end during the credits that if you visit, it tells you more about like the themes in the, in the story. Hmm. And I, I pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that I read on the website that in the original, it touches upon some of the same topics. But the difference in that movie compared to this movie is that this movie is telling the same story but through a, the, a black person's perspective, like through I'm a sure black there. lens with. Uh, black directors and black writers right like the original was through a white lead and like you, you, you know like the, it's told through a different lens even though many of the same themes are are still there
1: interesting yeah, yeah. I, d- I definitely want to see the original now um but you know okay now we're kind of dancing around it a bit so like this movie is yeah it's it's a horror movie and there's there's definitely a lot of really freaky moments in it, um, and very unsettling moments with some body horror stuff. Right, but, like scraping off the nail with the fingers. I'm I'm never game for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but this yeah, this movie is not like about the scares. It's about, I mean, it's about like probably police brutality. It's pro- it's about gentrification. It's you know, it's about all the things that that Tony's character was was. Doing his art on, um, right. you know, but but through the lens of this character of Candyman, um, and I, I think I started to pick up on what they were doing with this character, the, the Candyman character, like probably, probably around. And I guess I'm maybe I'm a little slow, but probably around the time when the high school girls started summoning him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, I mean. I think like at that point in the movie, if people had picked up on the themes, then like n- you never will. Um, right. Not to say that it's portrayed, you know, like not in a good way. Like it's, I think, very, very well done, especially the ending. Um, and a disclaimer too. Like, you know, we're 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 both you know two white people, and like we can't really talk too much about, you know, at least I I feel like I don't i don't i don't know how much i can contribute to this kind of conversation but i definitely can outline the themes that the movie portrays and and like you said that links to an article well not, not an article like a website you said that yeah. details the themes in more detail i i wanted i should have gone to that website i I only remembered it when you you just mentioned it but i, I remember mm-hmm. seeing that in theaters um because the ending is super impactful like i think like it happens that in pretty quickly in the credits too and
0: it happens like yeah. right after the last puppet show during yes. the credits.
1: And I, w- I want to get, I want to get to the ending a little bit later. Cause I want to have like a whole section on that. Sure. Cause the ending was both my favorite part and a s- little bit, my least favorite part in some ways, not, not like big ways, but just something I wanted to point out. Um, but well, I don't know what else to talk about now. Like, let's see, because you know, the, they're definitely, they definitely set up Candyman as, like, they talk about him as a hive, right? And they, they detail him as kind of... Or not him. Like the, There's the Candyman, the entity, and then Candyman, the individuals who've, like... I don't think possessed is the right word. What, what, what would you say?
0: I mean, possession is probably, like, the closest that you can come to for sure. something like that. I get what you're getting at. Like, the, like Candyman is a character in the movie that has Mm -hmm. a physical presence right Mm -hmm. but in in the story candyman serves a larger purpose to be uh more symbolic of yeah like candyman the urban legend is the device that is used to make sure that the stories of (laughs) that was the car outside (laughs) that the stories of like Racism and police brutality that are portrayed in this world are told by word of mouth, generation to generation, so that people don't forget about them. Like, that's why that's why Coleman Domingo's character thinks it's so important that Candyman lives on, at least as an urban legend, so that people don't forget about all of the injustices that their community goes through.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think in some ways, yes, that's definitely the way I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. But in other ways, it kind of felt like it was like a bit of a, a power shift. Can, the character of Candyman, right? Yeah, you know, in in ways that like, I mean, he, well, the character of Candyman gives power to the the powerless, right? yeah but um, so, disintegr- yeah. you know just like um spe- okay we'll get to the ending later but especially the ending <laughs> scene um but then there's all the little vignettes they have throughout the movie of Candyman summonings and then there's um yeah the the girl who was bullied who again and she you know it's not like she was being actively bullied and then they summoned Candyman, like this this group of four high school girls summon Candyman. And then started bullying, you know, this other girl who walked in. Um, but you definitely, yeah, you definitely get the vibe that like Candyman is kind of this like revenge or you know uh, justice dealing entity a little bit, um, some kind of divine supernatural thing, um, uh, and not just indiscriminately killing. Like all of the deaths, I think, from Candyman were were purposeful.
0: Yeah. Um, so I was I was about to, I was about to mention. Uh,
1: yeah. A, a, it was something that I that I was pretty
0: sure of uh, upon mm-hmm. my first viewing, and then when I rewatched it, I got a little more clarification. But mm-hmm. um, as far as I can recall, aside from one time, all of the killings that
1: happen from Candyman. Yeah. are
0: of the arrogant white people that uh, yes. don't understand.
1: And the one the one exception I do want to get to, because that, I was trying to wrap my head around that, that, that part a little bit, but I think I kind of understand it. Um, but yes, like all of the people who die are like arrogant slash racist slash, you know, not great white people. Yeah, um, people,
0: people who, de- who don't have to, like, people who, who summon Canyon because they don't actually understand why Candyman exists yeah and I think I think that uh I think it's interesting because at first the uh, the first person that we see summon Candyman is is Tony if I'm not mistaken yeah but he doesn't die he but Candyman well, social shows up and I think that that at least in my head that is like representative of the fact that like one mm-hmm. uh he's Already has an understanding of like the things that Candyman he will learn Candyman stands for, but also the fact that as he's doing his research, he is learning what Candyman stands for. So, like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a definite motif of like all of the white people in the movie are like, oh, "Let's summon Candyman," and you know, all the all the black people are like, "No, no, it's not. Let's not." Yeah. Let's not um, yeah, and that's that's deliberate. Yeah, I mean. I think I'm still trying to figure out though why this is maybe getting into my gripe with the movie is like Tony's role in it which I I I do like like I like when movies okay to clarify Tony has a little bit of like chosen one kind of role in the movie like he it turns out from the beginning I mean I don't know I'm I'm assuming some people have seen the movie you're listening some people haven't um but because I feel like this movie doesn't require a little explaining if you haven't seen it, right. but in the beginning there's this whole story with this this college girl, Helen, who also the story was told wrong, that's another thing too is like how, you know, the real truth of the story can get twisted um, by you know, just you know, the game of telephone, right? Um, but the story as it was told in the beginning is this woman, Helen, went, you know, insane and started killing a lot of people and then like kidnapped this baby and um, and like wanted to sacrifice it to a bonfire which is i think the only the partial truth but um but the baby turns out to be tony turns out yeah. to be the main character which and, which
0: i'll just say i felt so stupid the fact that i didn't see that coming
1: i didn't either and it's one of those movie things where you just like you know what it makes, them, makes the story interesting. Like, we got to have the main character be someone integral to the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it you know, it's also, like, the reasons that they get Tony to, to kind of be wrapped up in the whole Candyman thing are, I feel like, are not fleshed out super well. Like, there isn't really... I mean, yes, he's, like, a struggling artist. Um, and you can see he's kind of done the stuff in his work before. But, you know, there's... It, I think that what they were kind of going for with this was some kind of supernatural draw to Candyman. Um, Right. It's like, as soon as Tony heard that story about Helen, he couldn't take his mind off of it. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that angle. I think that's fine, but I don't know. What did you think of that? No, I mean, definitely
0: Tony's like role in the grand scheme of like, why was it him Mm -hmm. is, is very murky. Um, I wouldn't say that it's like unjustified, but it definitely requires a lot more like of on your own, trying to like find connections to things that weren't necessarily presented in the film itself. Like you kind of have to like make some assumptions and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: like, I, I, I don't think that I, while, while that while that is murky and while it requires a little bit more like thought into like, well, I could explain it like this, or I could explain it like that. I don't think it takes away from, like, all of the reasons that the movie's good. It's just, like, a thing where it's, like, maybe they could have had, like, 15 more minutes of runtime and, like, kind of fleshed it out a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I, that yeah. and that gets into my gripes. I feel like there's definitely some stuff that was probably cut from this movie Yeah, um, that I probably would have liked to see, like, more with... Oh, okay, let me try to remember her name. Let's see. Um, the... Oh, who. Uh, Brianna more Brianna and her dad there was not much it it wasn't super linked to the main plot
0: yeah that was that was uh that was interesting it
1: felt like it was going somewhere and like it didn't really
0: yeah it felt like it set up Mm -hmm. something that was never really delivered but Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't it wasn't something that was set up that you were like waiting for the delivery it was just something that like in retrospect you sort of realize like oh I guess that didn't really go anywhere you know
1: yeah and you know look I don't I think None of this, none of this stuff. Honestly, none of the gripes I'm, I have the movie take away from the movie as a whole. Like, it's really good. Um, yeah, yeah. Like these are just small things that like you you notice. Yeah, us and, the
0: film experts, you know, have to give our critiques. So
1: we see movies, we know movies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. You you put it
1: you put it right right there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but to kind of to okay, nah. I was gonna flip on this, but that would be talking about the end because the end. Okay, never mind. I want I want to get there in time. I don't, I want to take our time. Maybe okay. in like ten minutes we'll get to the. Let's end.
0: pause. Let's pause on like because so far we've kind of had like one general discussion just about like sure, which is like the big takeaways of the movie. Which is like sure. if you've if you've seen the movie, it's things that you'd be talking about afterwards. So like, mm-hmm. you know, listen to this and. 'll we'll, we'll, we're part of this the discussion with you too like if you need someone to talk to you about like these big themes like it's what we're thinking about as well. but in terms of the other aspects of the film horror aspects like we talked about like there's some there's some good body horror I one, one thing that I don't think we've touched upon yet is uh, like when he's getting his arm cut off and like the uh... film the film kind of misleads you to make you think like they're not gonna show it Like, he starts cutting, and you start hearing it, and then it switches to Bree's character, like, witnessing it. Oh, yeah. And then it switches back. And it's like, oh,
1: There's some gore (laughs) in this movie, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said,
0: like, seeing the fingernail, like, get, like, ripped off i could Um, deal
1: with the hand i couldn't deal with the fingernail i don't know what that says about me
0: no dude well i mean i think it's i think it's easier to imagine something like that happening to yourself than to imagine Mm -hmm. like your arm getting cut off yeah because you've i mean i mean i know i personally have like lost a fingernail like that i know what it feels like underneath my fingernail like just like that raw like finger flesh (laughs) 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 but but like you know something like an arm getting cut off like i've I've never had my arm (laughs) cut off. Hashtag not relatable. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) But like, it's funny though, because all of those things are all, all of the main like gory parts of the movie are surrounded are surrounding Tony. Mm -hmm. And there are some good, there's some good kills in the movie, but the, the interesting thing about the kills is that it doesn't, the 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 film doesn't like spend a lot of focus on like like fleshing them out no no pun intended i think that that'd be like a a pun about like flesh but anyway (laughs) like when uh when the reporter gets killed it just keeps zooming back okay you can actually see less of it the further back it goes
1: you know what i mean i really want to talk about that whole scene and maybe her character a little bit Mm -hmm. we, we we can do that okay um I think she was a critic. I'm not. I don't think she was a reporter. I think she was a, or like an art critic. Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. I just I thought her character was a really good, like mini commentary on racism and, and like you know, in, in criticism really, right? Or, um, and the and the the subtle ways it does, like you know, her first her first comment about his his uh, art. I, f- I forgot exactly what she said, but I think when I watched it, I only had like a couple people in my theater, but like everybody picked up on how like kind of racist what she said was but not in that overt way but in that like really subtle way. Yeah. Know? Well, I mean um, at first it it was like kind of over or, and then she's like yeah. um
0: actually um, of course I'm talking about artists. Oh yeah, and she
1: walks it back. Yeah, and it's yeah. like okay, chill. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. And then she only gets interested in him like once he um once there's some sort of tragedy surrounding his Yeah. Heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It once there's like a tragedy. And yeah, you know, I I'll, I'll just say I'm still really trying to wrap my head around a lot of the themes in the movie because they're, you know, it's it's both going over my head and it's also not part of like my like lived experience. Right. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of things that I need to like yeah figure out. i will probably see the movie again, um, but like Tony's characters, I feel like definitely an analog for, um, well, just the Candyman mythos overall is like an analog for. I mean, how many times have you seen, you know, black men in, in in the media who, like, you know, like go nameless or or something or like are like, you know, um, uh, painted as these like very violent criminals. Right. And things like that. Right. Um, and, you know, Anthony at the very end is like a race, essentially his 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 whole he as a person, the artist, Anthony is nothing anymore. He is just a vessel for Candyman. Mm-hmm. Um but Candyman can strike back. And Candyman can be that, like, you know, that in, like, kind of a movie fantasy fulfillment kind of way can mm-hmm. can deal out justice, I guess, that, you know, especially the ending scene. Okay, let's just talk about the ending if you're cool with it. Unless <laughs> there's something where you wanted to go or... Do well, I mean,
0: what? Well, let me just think from, like, start of the movie to the beginning. Sure, so, like sure. You know, just quick summary of the plot: You are introduced to this one kid at the beginning, and he he witnesses the murder of someone that's dressed like Candyman. Mm -hmm. Cuts to Anthony.
1: And and really importantly, though, he witnesses, but we don't witness this. We always see. And the the opening. We have time, so I'm going to kind of like go through this. But the opening, the opening, um, I thought was really interesting because they set up the cops as being a little friendly to start with and you know when you see the sock at least my my intention was you when you see the kid drop the sock on his way to the laundry room i kind of thought maybe the cops can like follow him in and like you know protect him or whatever from whatever you know was waiting for him or whatever you you, you know you, this is a horror movie um but then what does happen is like you know when the when he screams like 12 cops come running in and just like you know off screen um brutally beat up this man Uh, who is innocent yeah and you know it's really interesting that you say that because definitely
0: the cops i think in a in a false sense are presented Mm -hmm. as you know good like helpful i didn't trust them from the start (laughs) yeah but but like just because they had like a wanted poster and like i was just like you kind of like knew how they would act if if they found them but um, mm-hmm. the, the thing that I one of, one of like the very small details of like movie making that like, you know, characterizes the police in this movie mm-hmm. was like when he screams and then like cut to whenever they come back to the flashback and like he hears like footsteps mm-hmm. and he looks out like you're like waiting. You're like waiting for a jump scare kind of. Yeah. The and concept, like the, the jump scare. scare is a cop. Yes, and then the rest of them all swarm in, like you said, like off screen. They it's horrifying. They honestly. kill them. but the yeah. horror
1: is not coming from the Candyman figure. And he, okay, yes, yeah, so when he popped up, it was scary a little bit. Like, but I just I get nervous from <laughs> anything in horror movies, right? Um, also that was just a cool, cool entrance, just like kind of coming through the wall like that. Well, yeah, I mean, also like
0: bef- before you talk about like, the ending, I also yeah. just think like we can take our the, time. The, the attention to detail in this movie with like setting up a jump scare like that mm-hmm. and like the shadow puppets and stuff. Like there's a lot of just like, I don't know what else to say than to attention to detail, but like, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of love put into like very well, art- specific artistry. things in this movie. Yeah. A lot of artistry. Yeah. Like one of the, th- one of the things that, I mean, it's very, this isn't like a minute detail. This is like kind of in your face if you've been paying attention during the movie, but like one of the very, big strokes of artistry is at the end when they, when the cops come in and just shoot Anthony, um, their shadow is presented in like the, the frame of shot has Brianna next to like the cops flashing lights and the cops shadow is the only thing that you see. You don't actually see the cop. And it's like alluding back to like the shadow puppets that you've been seeing throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. and i just thought that it's like like that's like masterclass stuff you know what i mean and yeah like stuff like that and then
1: this, this movie definitely made so i don't know if you've mentioned the director yeah but nia nia da costa it might be costa but nia da costa um this movie definitely made me really excited for the marvel that she's marvels that she's doing the mcu movie it's coming up right um and I definitely want to go back and watch Little Woods, her her first movie. But like, especially the the whole opening credit scene, which is like this upside down, foggy Ooh. skyscraper. Oh yeah. yeah, and
0: and the and the music during that is called it's, the track is called the Sweet. Yeah.
1: Ooh, it's so good. Like, yeah, it, it sets and- the atmosphere super well.
0: And speaking of, like, just, like, this masterful stuff, like, in, in in working with, like, the sound engineers and stuff, like, I don't know how, like, the sound is in, like, whatever theater you saw, but I saw – I went to a movie theater specifically, like, advertised with really good sound. Oh, I got the two, stuff... two
1: theaters in Bloomington, and they're both bad. <laughs> nice. The, the work with the bees in the movie – Like if you
0: are in a theater or in a room or like your headphones that has like really good surround sound, like it's crazy attention
1: to detail. Actually, because I was in a, not a great, not a great theater, but even then, like the surround sound I thought was like amazing. There's some really cool stuff like with the audio, you know, 3D audio and everything, um, Mm-hmm. uh but yeah like the, there's there's real care behind the camera and um and in front of the camera for sure right. but like you know also with some of candy man's kills like visually super cool especially the the very first one where you only see him in the mirror you know um and he does this stuff this, like is, this lo- is
0: the uh this is the one at the art exhibit this right? is the art
1: exhibit yeah and this is this is i don't know if there's a term for this but i love when films like because like the way he kills them is only makes sense when you're viewing it from the lens of the camera in a way. Right. Like he does these things through the mirror where he's slicing people at certain angles. Right. Right. But, um, uh, kind of like, you know, in back in the suicide squad, when like you would see something from a certain angle and it was, and it was the title card. Remember that one scene we talked about? Um, it's like that phenomenon but you know, Candyman is using that to kill people through the mirror and through you, like perspect uh perspective maybe um yeah, force I mean, perspective it, yeah.
0: It, it made me it made me wonder if if you summoned him mm-hmm. and then like broke the mirror or something or like well
1: that's what somebody you, did in the movie right?
0: Well he 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 broke the mirror before she finished saying it five True. times. Tony, but like Tony, yeah. it, say say like you were in like a a place and then. You open a door really quickly after summoning him into a room like a closet that has nothing reflective, like, <laughs> w- like, can he get you? You know, like it's it's just something that like, Dude. prob you know I'm I, I mean, guess probably once because it, it's like a demonic force
1: almost, but like, uh, no, he's stopped by mirrors, man. He's he's that's, right. that's the limit of his powers. is <laughs> his, his <laughs> no more mirrors. I mean, honestly, maybe it's because I I would actually probably say yes. Because I think they, they deliberately put a limit on Candyman's power until the end. And in a serious answer to your question. Um, and there's probably a reason for that. Uh, um, I'm not smart enough to figure out the reason, but there's a reason. Um, That's okay.
0: I'm not smart enough either.
1: <laughs> this movie, yeah, that, this movie definitely went over my head in a lot of ways.
0: No, but I mean, like, definitely, I... I, I uh, in terms of, like, trying to, like manifest a character that has like a a specific power level like you have to like sort of maybe present them with i don't want to say a weakness but like limitations at least in in terms of like the story that we're seeing um for the sake for the sake of like if he was summoned and then like he could go without mirrors then couldn't he just like continue to like kill after he was summoned like just like
1: yeah you know what i mean it makes the ending seem more powerful. Which okay, I'm gonna say we're gonna get to in five minutes. How does that sound? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, I mean, I don't, need, I don't need to put a time limit on it, but let's keep going through the movie here, like, because let's see, is there anything else we we forgot? Um, we got the the storytelling scene, which is cool. Um, anything about Tony or Brianna? Is there anything you want to say about Brianna's character? Like, I, I, I think I just. As a character, I think she, I wish she was more fleshed out, but her actress does a great job. Which her, her name is Tiana Paris. Tiana she Paris, was in yeah. uh, she, she was in WandaVision for yes. anyone that watched that recently. And she'll be in she'll be in Dina Costa's next movie, which is the Marbles, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think maybe if there's anything that I think about the character, it's that I think maybe they could have just fleshed her out more. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. she was undercooked. I would just say that she wasn't. Cooked to perfection in terms of like how much they could have done, but I mean, I'm what I'm just a, a film critic. But I, like... I actually, th-
1: you know what? I'm actually starting to think if because I think I just really like the actress. If I start to separate again, i might this might be just going over my head, but like I feel like as a character, sheet I maybe will say she's undercooked because like what is her role in the film?
0: Oh, uh, actually, I mean... wait, no,
1: I take it back. I take it back because the ending justifies yeah. it for me. Ending justifies it because her her role and then the ending justifies it. Um, for at least in terms of character, because I don't think this movie necessarily was about individual characters, it was about almost like folk figures or in in mythos and right urban legends uh... and community, and like you know, and yeah, and and,
0: uh... obviously the overall themes and walls, and well, like
1: you know, um, generational trauma stuff like that. Yes, there we go. Um yeah, and and the characters are all in a way just like vessels to portray that, which I guess gets a little meta because like Candyman's, you know, Tony is like a vessel for Candyman, which we haven't next to, we haven't gotten to yet, but we're getting to to it. Um, but you know, I'm I'm okay with that because like I think even Tony's character might have been a little like we don't know all of his motivations. We know that he's an artist. We know that he's not been working very much, but like, we don't really know much about his past other than like the stuff we get later, which. You know if you're looking like this movie wasn't as good as it was if this wasn't a different movie made made not nearly as well then i would have said that's shoehorned in i wouldn't have bought it mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't think that's really the point of this movie i don't think this movie is about people it's about oh, individual people it's about it's about people. a
0: people being a people being like a community right yeah
1: it, and yeah and and how the character of Candyman fits in as this like you know this one the way you described it as Candyman, or people spreading the legend of candy man are kind of like i think telling the stories of those who've been who've been kind of downtrodden by right you know people with power i guess um uh, and also in another way, Candyman is this like wish fulfillment, fantasy fulfillment character of like, you know, being able to get that justice. I don't want to say revenge. I'll say justice. Justice. Yeah. I mean, the like, better that's, word. that's what it was. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, circling back to like
0: the, mm-hmm. the thing with Tiana Paris's character is like, yeah, like if this was a, if this was a movie about Anthony mm-hmm. or or about both of them, then I would use I would say undercooked like yeah. definitely needs more to do more backstory, more fleshing out. But for the purpose of her role in the movie, I'd say she's just about like good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, can't complain with what they give. Can't and I think that if they had just fleshed out more, it would have just been like. A chef's kiss
1: type thing, like finishing touches. Like, yeah, I, I just think it's the it's the dad plot line I think that, that yeah, drop. Like that's just I, kind of a, yeah,
0: yeah. And it's interesting because I think that if they didn't introduce that at all, then it would have been easier to it. I, it it, it would have almost made it made it even better for the character in a way because yeah, it's just like it's a little unfinished, but you know,
1: yeah. but. You, you, It kind of begs the question of like why they did it. And I think kind of to make her like jumpy at the idea of Candyman maybe. But then like that. Okay. And this is my head canon. But I feel like that whole story is probably was supposed to be linked to Candyman in some way. Yeah. I uh, couldn't link it myself though maybe like like the dad was a proxy in some way or yeah i I could see
0: that or like maybe the dad like saw people die to kenya or something
1: there was something there and and, okay we don't need to talk too much about that but i think with that scene in particular it's obvious something was cut um i don't think the movie suffers for it because again it's not really about the characters but you know it would have been nice um but like here we'll move we'll move on i guess to something else um let's see uh i mean i think uh
0: yeah, I think now would be a good time to talk yeah, let's, about let's this, get this ending, ending that you yeah. have been so eager
1: to talk about. <laughs> so let's set it up. So let's let's start with the let's start with the the revelation, Anthony. has. So Anthony's kind of falling on this descent into madness of like you know he, he's he's developing this like arm scab thing, like his his arm, the same arm that Candyman, you know, has a hook in. Um, he's developing something along that's traveling up his face. Um, right. You know, he's he's it's just, just had a this, really it's a
0: really bad beasting, but yeah, he's
1: just, yeah. He's just had this revelation though that he's like he was this like this baby linked to Candyman as a kid, yeah. You know, and he's starting to realize his place in the story, and I I think his acceptance of the whole thing maybe is a little quick, but but you know I think it makes a lot of sense too. Um, so, like, we essentially, you know, after that that revelation of him knowing he's like a proxy for Candyman, he just goes to that that church, and William is there, right? And William's revealed as this like kind of messenger character for Candyman a little bit. Yeah, um messenger is a good term. Mm-hmm. uh
0: There's a there, no, there, there's a, there's a specific like term. Yeah, used for I think it's a griot. Is a uh, or griot?
1: I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Um, it's not 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 a vessel for Candyman, but like a, a character who's like who. Look, I'm just related, related to. A him. griot
0: is a member of a class of traveling poets, musicians, and storytellers who maintain a tradition of oral history in parts of West Africa. You know, it's like you know, not necessarily we're, this this story doesn't take place in West Africa, but in in a sense, they are the historian mm. that is. Generate generationally like passing it down
1: true yeah yeah like william is the one who facilitates the arrival of Candyman, right in a way in in the real world so, which is which is where they're leading with this so tony is essentially this vessel for Candyman to exist physically in the world um and that's basically exactly what happens like we get tony's arm chopped off which is hard to watch um and he gets a hook stuck in it that um, that one that that was grosser. To that me. one hurt me. Yeah, that was hard. <laughs> um, and his you know half his face looks like he's a beehive essentially. Yeah. Um, and uh, from that point on, Tony's character is pretty much gone. He's just he's kind of there's a little bit of him with Brianna, but then now we're getting to the ending. You know, apparently okay. So the cops have been called, right? And but by by william we should say oh the, i actually didn't catch that really yeah oh, there was shoot. no one else in the room that's true that's true yeah Willie. so that's so is true. Wow. william
0: while before he cuts off tony's arm sticks the mm-hmm. the what's it called the hook in there he has kidnapped Bree, yes. and he says we have a witness oh,
1: and he
0: oh i'm so dumb <laughs> and he puts on like a really good fake white accent like <laughs> and um calls the cops and like is saying like there's like a, there's a guy and he's killing people oh, or, he's you remember hook, that or he looks suspicious or something like that i don't know i don't remember yeah. exactly what he says yes and then um he cuts off the arm he puts the hook in there and uh while this is happening uh brie is like getting out of her like makeshift handcuffs she's like cutting it off, mm-hmm. and uh she ends
1: up killing William pretty aggressively,
0: yeah <laughs> like that was she, was, she was she was going
1: for it, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that was so aggressive like, I felt I mean she just saw me.
0: him like chop off that's true, arm. <laughs> but
1: like you know, I don't think Bria's a character would have done that. I don't like she was like just beat him down like over and over, but I mean, she was she had been through a lot, so like. You know that's right. that was hard to watch okay but yeah and today thank you for pointing these things out because i definitely there it was a lot to take in that whole scene so you know yeah i, I mean still really from the the cutting off the arm thing yeah, yeah. and uh
0: so she, she kills william after mm-hmm. like this is this is like at first they were like inside of like a church and like they she escapes and like they're inside of a house inside of cabrini and he she kills him mm-hmm. and then she's like just keeps on stabbing him and then she's stopped by tony who's just like like you've had are you are you done basically he's like is are you satisfied like have you had enough mm-hmm. and uh he's like going to talk to her yeah. and it, and in this time while this is all happening you can like hear the cops showing up and then as he's talking to brie as tony is talking to brie tony looking like Candyman. Uh the cops shoot him. Like without without any hesitation. Like they see him, they shoot him, and Brie is just she witnesses the whole thing and she's like traumatized by it. And uh this is at the point where as I said, you don't actually see the cop that shooting Tony. It's just presented as a as like a, a shadow or like exactly. a shadow puppet. And... I think
1: twofold I really like that. One, I don't want to see in on in screen cop you know, yeah. cops shooting down black people. Like yeah. I think it was very tastefully done. Um right. but two, you know, it really puts a lot of the like it's just because it's it's actually this is just occurring to me because we said earlier that cops are the villain and what's the best way to make a movie a horror movie villain scary is like, don't, don't show it don't show yeah. it right yeah. um, so your mind puts you know as gruesome or as like whatever or as like horrifying an image um, you know uh, of these cops and these cops are like are are really they're, they're like they're they're the horror part of this and that whole ending is so. It's because one one you're you're in Bree's point of view pretty much right because it it was Tony's movie up until up until walked, he's until, like kidnapped well he wasn't even kidnapped or er, well Tony walked in like do you, you remember that one scene he just like walks oh yeah, yeah yeah he walks That's into true. the laundromat like you're he right. he gives himself over um so but then it's Bree's movie and Bree it becomes her point of view and. And we, we, like Tony gets shot and dies. He dies. Um, not like he's half alive, like, you know, they kill him. Um, and she gets like in the backseat. Sorry, I'm getting excited to talk about it, but she gets in the backseat of this cop car and it's really tense, you know. Um, and you can see like all the flashing lights and everything. It's a very sensory overload. And then he it, turns around. It and really like, is like yeah. a
0: sensory overload.
1: Yeah you know and you're yeah you're in her point of view and he turns around and like gives her two versions of a of a story both are incorrect right like one of them and they're they're both painting the cops in a much lighter way than what actually happened which is they just brutally brutally charged in and murdered you know a, a black person yeah um, and like the cop's presentation is either a
0: mm-hmm. um the cop that shot him was charged at by by tony so he had to yeah stop him or b uh his accomplice being Bree, which isn't this is completely fabricated uh, yeah both are both
1: are fabricated no. yeah like or, tried we tried yes, to we, like we we, we like, don't know the further because we again we don't see what happens but yes they're both fabricated um very obviously uh and also like it echoes the first scene as well that we talked about with the original right proxy for Candyman, yeah um which i thought was re- really interestingly done and it also kind of begs the question of whether the same thing played out in cabrini years ago with with that man i don't remember his name the, the character's name you know with a different different you know william-esque character but okay yeah. besides the point besides the point you know then we get the coolest thing ever <laughs> which is brie you know summons Candyman. She has like an epiphany, basically. Yeah, has an epiphany,
0: completely understanding the point of Candyman in that moment.
1: And, And you know, it's also like to be fair, it's probably what William said, and also what what Tony had been saying to her up to this point. A lot of things sinking in, and when the cop turns around and fabricates that and gives her this like ultimatum that there's really no right choice, you know, which which is a situation I'm sure a lot of people have had to be have been put in um you know she has the epiphany of, of the point of Candyman, uh, and this this is where he becomes that folk hero i think um kid that you know the more more than the urban legend like um and he, he he gets summoned and basically we get some some justice from him um what did you think of that scene
0: i mean i thought it was great i thought yeah. it was a really <laughs> it it personally like uh, what I was about to say is I thought it was a really good ending mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that all the all the geeks on Facebook and the film groups that I'm in uh hate the ending to this movie but really? um yeah
1: but uh like why I I try to stay away from discussion at least until we we talk about I just because
0: like it. they're that's just how those groups are but um okay like the thing is with the ending is like she asks like can i look in the mirror Mm -hmm. and uh he's like why and she's she's saying like i needed i wonder i just want to be able to see myself or something like that he's like "No." and she's like i'll tell i'll tell everything i'll tell the truth right and he's like nope because truth isn't good enough for what we want and she's like okay i'll I'll say i'll do whatever you say like i'll say whatever you want me to say and at that point he gives her the mirror so that she can summon Candyman, and uh the uh tony version of candyman
1: mm-hmm.
0: goes around kills all the cops With a except bunch for of the except for the one that was in basically like interrogating her
1: and and is like super like super like you know what how do you describe him He's just very unstoppable. Like he's not even he's not obviously not Tony anymore, but he's just like this force, which is again yeah. why I feel like like folk hero kind of applies. Or folk yeah. anti-hero or folk urban legend or like just this like and, and also I think this is the first time the movie I, I know, yes, we have the like, other candyman stuff, but this is the first time the movie is like full on supernatural. Like there's a there's a dude with bees <laughs> swarming around his head he, right he, now. Yeah. Um, and he. The, it leads to uh,
0: the one cop that he didn't kill in yeah. that very moment tries to run away mm-hmm. and he lets him out he lets him out but um, Tiana Paris uh, Brie gets out of the cop car she like walks down a little bit mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it shows like that cop's dead I'm pretty yeah. sure is the one that it shows right here and it shows uh the original actor of Candyman
1: um, yeah.
0: and he's like you know it's it's the same. It's it's not like there's two or anything like that to avoid confusion. It's the same like force, the same like entity that we were just talking about. And he's like, as as Coleman Domingo says, he's the whole hive, right? Like it's like this like swarm of bees. Like it's so it's very uh, interesting. Silly. So yeah. I use that term a lot, but like it's very eye catching. There we go. That's that's a better way to put it. And uh, he he says tell everyone, and I uh, I think the nice thing about this ending is that I think Bree's character becomes the new William. You know what I mean? Because like she now holds the responsibility because she because w- she witnessed it, she holds the responsibility of being the one to keep the urban legend alive.
1: And and also let's let's also point out that being the William or being in Bree's case mm. was, is not like a good position to be in. Right. This is something that is yeah. trauma it, induced from the actions of people in power. Right. Who are, you know, like, like the cops of uh, murdering Tony or like, you know, and now, you know, you know, like William's whole character, right. Was like traumatized as a kid and now lives his life. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to formulate exactly what I'm trying to say with this, but like the whole Candyman situation, you know, you get the sense that there's like, it kind of reminded me of um, Watchmen actually. Now that I think about it, the, the recent HBO show mm-hmm. with um, the character of Hooded Justice, um, you know, in that sense of this like retributive justice kind of thing. Um... um but, uh, and then here's, here's not my gripe, but here's something I, I want to pose to you before we get into like favorite, favorite and stuff. Cause I think we're right. getting out of time. The ending was abrupt, but I think it really worked. What do you think? I agree. I mean, cool. I, 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 uh, movie, I also, yeah. I, I,
0: it, it feels abrupt from just like having mm-hmm. seen so many movies, like you kind of expect things to go on longer, but I think sure. Or wrap up in some way. Yeah. I which think it, Which though, it does
1: in a different way though.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't even think that that's necessarily the ending of the movie. Yeah. I think the movie ends after the last puppet show.
1: I totally agree. Like the credits roll. And okay, for people, if you've gotten this far and you haven't seen it um, and you want to know, uh, after the original Candyman is revealed, um, which I probably still have a lot of thoughts on like why that is or what why that decision was made, but we're running out of time. Um but after that moment, and Candyman's like tell everybody to breathe. The movie like goes to credits, and then we get this shadow theater puppet thing. But we've been had the motif throughout the movie, kind of detailing the whole mythos of Candyman, like the hive and the, the place of Candyman in this world, and and also the the telling of the original Candyman. I think right a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And and then the, yeah, the movie doesn't it doesn't necessarily end right at, right there, but like. Um, but you know when I, I think about like what else would they have added, like how would they have wrapped this up? you know, there really isn't a way to do it, like
0: i uh this is just me speculating feel
1: feel free to disagree on that like but I, yeah i I don't
0: think there was necessarily a way that they could wrap it up better, but I also think mm-hmm. um part of the reason it wasn't wrapped up too like. Needy, tidy, like you know, like too cleanly is that? It's, <laughs> it's leading into a sequel, probably.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I could, I could see that thing being a thing, and really? maybe, maybe Bree's the lead character in the sequel or something like that. I don't, just, I don't want a sequel though. I don't you want a don't. sequel either. Yeah, but I could just see that as a justification for not having the story wrapped up as I could,
1: I could see that cleanly as it could have. I really don't think there's going to be a sequel. Just the same reason there's not an Us 2 coming out, I think. Right. Um, yeah, but but I More do like see More like a
0: getter-outer, you know? <laughs>
1: huh? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, this story, it's, it's like- very self-contained and... If there is a sequel, I don't well, think it's because of anyone that like directed it or wrote it wanting a sequel. I, I, I think this that would be like a, yeah, it's a money. Thing. thing.
1: I specifically think there should not be a sequel, like yeah. because a sequel would be not not even that it's going to be retracing the same things, um, but more in the sense of like, I don't, I don't. Uh, Problems with sequels, just like they they
0: tend to undo un, yeah. good things in the original. So, like I told I you, where it, you're coming from,
1: It's cheap. I would think it would super cheap in the first movie. Like if there was another sequel to this version of Candyman, yeah, um, yeah, because the, the the shadow theater puppet thing at the end gives you the impression that this has been happening for g- generations, right? Um, and we've seen just the latest one, and. And the because the, 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 then the movie zooms out, right? And it's, <laughs> I'm going to make a really weird comparison, but you know, the end of 22 Jump Street where they, they do the millions of sequel thing or, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know what um, you're talking about now. Okay, I don't know if this comparison is going to go anywhere. But like, I think, I feel like if they were to jump in and do a Candyman 2 to to the Neo De Costa version, it would just feel like in a, in a very wildly different way of another version of like the twenty-two Jump Street end credits, um, and I really don't want this story to have the baggage of a sequel. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: We're, we're, we're we're this this is all just speculation. Sure, so like, sure, sure, sure. I I also don't think they're I don't I, think I'm that they're personally will be mad a at you for
1: for saying suggesting that idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. All I'm saying.
1: Anyway, anyway, anything else you want to uh, say before we get to the wrap up?
0: Um, I, I was thinking maybe I'd say this for him, but I'll just say it now. Sure. Um, once you watch the movie and if you if you if you watch the movie and then listen to this and don't do what I'm about to say yet. Um, no shame on you, Alex. But like <laughs> visit Candyman dot com slash impact and just check it out. It has a lot of. uh good like resources and a lot of insight into the film um like i don't know if you you, since you didn't visit you probably didn't know this but like all of the art in the Mm. movie um like i don't think it was created for the movie if i understood the website correctly it's just art from other black artists like that like the portraits that tony's like painting and stuff like that yeah it's it's when you visit the website there's a lot of really cool stuff
1: I'm, I'm gonna second that yeah i didn't go um and i'm definitely gonna go check it out um so it's a website the, in the end of the end credits or not the end of the end credits but it's it, It's in the credits yeah um and uh definitely definitely go um all right i there's probably more i could say but like you know i think we should probably wrap it up here well, um do you want to do the the whole yep thing
0: all right alex <laughs> all right. what's your favorite favorite
1: still I'm still I'm still caught off guard um I was trying to think of it while we were talking uh, favorite favorite um, I think I'm going to say the the critic kill I no, I said the zoom out good. were you going to say that no no but that's
0: pretty good that's a pretty good one
1: I think that zoom out was just a really 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 interesting little micro story in a way and um, that was my favorite moment in the movie, other than the the obvious stuff like the ending. I'm, I'm trying not to go for the obvious stuff, but right. the ending I thought worked really well. As, but yes, my favorite favorite stat. Do you want to do your least favorite too, or you want to yeah, go first? What's
0: your what's your least favorite least favorite
1: least favorite least favorite? <laughs> a um, oh, the nail scene. I'm just gonna say that I can't deal with nail the nails coming <laughs> off. Never mind. <laughs>
0: okay, that's fair. All
1: right.
0: Um. For me, favorite 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 thing in the movie. Oh, I mean, it's 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 a it's a toss up coin flip between either the puppet show stuff,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, at either point. Like I I I'll say specifically the ending one, or just the score of the film, because it's it's really great. It's one of the few films that I immediately after look up the score so i could listen to it again Mm -hmm. um especially like the main theme and like the music box theme like those are two really good pieces of of music least favorite least
1: favorite um wait did hilder do the score oh i feel so wait a minute because i you know what i I feel bad because i oh no it wasn't hilder um i think hilder uh, i can never say her last name I think sh-
0: I think they did the original score. Yes, of the, uh, it's of the original.
1: Robert. Um, yeah. I, 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 well, yeah. familiar.
0: Like um, I had never heard of him, but <laughs> least favorite, least favorite. Yeah. Um, not that this is necessarily a gripe, but maybe just uh, I could have used more brie. Yep, I agree. That's it's, it's 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 hardly me saying it's my least favorite thing. Saying least favorite does not qualify it for me saying that I didn't like it. Maybe like it's could have just, used
1: more connection to the main plot with Brie. Yeah, or yeah.
0: just like maybe flesh out the character a little bit more. But mm-hmm. as the French say, c'est la vie. I think that's French. Um, yeah, I think so But too. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd say overall my score has, oh, yeah. has fluctuated a little bit since like my initial viewing. But I think I'm, I'm going to say... I think I'm going to say
1: 9.5. Hmm. All right. I'm going to be torn on this. Maybe. There's really not much I'm going to take points off for. Um, I don't want to like give the same score every week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll just say overall to get a little meta with it. You know, I always have a hard time rating movies on a score level, but right. you know what? It's part of the gig. It's, it's what we're doing yeah. here. Uh-huh. Um, I think I would also just give it a... You know what? <laughs> I'm going with a 10, honestly.
0: Ooh, I'm going with a go. 10.
1: I think this movie was one of the best horror movies I've seen in a very long time. I think this movie is up there with Get Out and Us, to be honest. In some ways, I feel like this movie surpasses parts of those movies. I
0: in after the movie, I, I watched it with a friend. I said, I th- I think the hierarchy, if we're if mm. we're rating those three movies, is Get Out, then Candyman, and then Us.
1: I I agree. I agree. Actually, yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, definitely up there. Uh, if you've made it this far, check out the movie. Um, if you haven't, I I don't know why you would have made it this far without having checked out the movie. You just got the whole movie spoiled to you. <laughs> but anyway, next week, we are going to be reviewing Marvel Studios, Shang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, oh, so which sad. I saw two weeks ago. Yes. Two and a half weeks ago. I and I have not half. seen yet. <laughs> it's Trust me, it has been hard to sit with the fact that I've seen it and not see like any YouTube discussion or Reddit posts about it. i yeah. just like...
1: I asked I you for exactly one wait, I don't are you allowed to talk about things? Can I can I reveal I, this I think one at thing? this
0: point we are I think that uh the embargo
1: is up probably by probably by Friday like when this episode is going to drop it'll be fine but like you sent me one emoji. Do you want to share what that emoji was? I cuz I, I asked specifically for one emoji for this movie for Shang-Chi. I uh
0: I don't remember what the exact term yeah. is
1: is easel. Oh, it's okay. Like, so
0: it it's an easel, a I took an easel. It,
1: I took it as you you were calling it art that's what I took it as
0: that that is what i was saying
1: yeah all right yeah. we'll leave it at okay that. Cool. cool cool
0: and there we go that's it join us next week and as truman says
1: as <laughs> i, I could as, as, but...
0: as the true man truman says good afternoon good evening and good night good m- more night good m- Got it. night all Got right it. goodbye that is it for this episode of movie reviews no one asked for thank you for checking this out and if you made it this far into the episode just know that we really appreciate you give us a follow and check us out next week thank you goodbye